Broads managed to blackmail their way to settle a debt, gaining magic items and a suit of armor for a goat. They were supposed to be going on a super important quest a dragon gave them, but here we are. You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Tracy Gibbons as Keela, our high elf bard. But I mean, while we're out here, Mapri, keep an eye out in case you do see any sh- shiny, poofy, magical sounding bagpipes. Bianca Zelda as Maypri, our lovable tiefling barbarian. Excuse me. Yes, you very strong individual. Can I, can you point me in the direction of where to register for this? Or do I just join the stretching group? And then there's me, Victoria, your DM. Hello, it is I, Victoria, with her, well, a couple things. One, still have remnants of sickness, which B is also sharing in. It's been great. Yeah, it's, it's been great. We spent Christmas together, um, sick. <laughs> sick, uh, lots of sleeping. My husband fell asleep at the dinner table. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was great. But so we're still kind of sick. But you know, we're getting along. Kristen, however, is not with us because now she has the sickness. And um, apparently her throat feels like razor blades, which I understand. So so we are minus Kristen today. We left off with the three of you getting new weaponry. And so I think what's happening is... It is later on, and Yolaris has decided to visit the blacksmith with Yolaris Jr. to get Yolaris Jr. fitted for her goat armor. It's, it's vital with goats to make sure that their armor is well-fitted. You can't have it be too tight and cut off circulation or too loose and risk it, you know, spinning so that the back armor ends up on the stomach. Like, it's just, it's a dis- potential disaster. Yolaris had to avert it. It, yeah, it is. And also, like, Yolaris Jr. is growing. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure there's enough straps, um, you know, with with holes in there so that it can <laughs> fit Yolaris Jr. as she grows. Important stuff. Yeah, that is. We have a scene, then, I believe. We are in Caracaladir. And there is Kila. And may pre, where? What are you doing? You have free reign of the city without Yolaris. That's a lot of power. Yeah, I, mm. I'm kind of overwhelmed with this lack of responsibility. <laughs> well, Keila, um, we've got new weapons. Do we want to try our new weapons? Yes. I mean, on each other, not on... Um, anybody else unless we can find some people i mean we could go into a bar and antagonize some people i mean i always feel more honorable when i use my fists when i'm in a bar Mm, that's true you know that's true i don't really want to go into a bar and antagonize somebody and stab them that's a little bit over the top right yeah yeah there has to be a place in care caladir where maybe we can fight other champions 
Ooh. So what if we... I think we just need to kind of like go around and maybe see if we can find some sort of like gladiator. What do they call them? Gladiator circles? Coliseums? Yes. Arenas. <laughs> okay. Yep. I've been to a few. It's If it's your first time, Kila, it's okay. We'll go together. It's my first time. Will you protect me? <laughs> Definitely. We have new weapons. <laughs> yeah, we can protect ourselves and each other. <laughs> okay. Um... Right. So you decide to go in search of an arena. Yes. So we're basically, it sounds like we're looking for something big and some loud crowds. Okay. Well, speaking of loud and crowds, you leave the inn in search of an arena. And as soon as you step outside... There are people everywhere, and they are lining the streets on both sides of the street. And suddenly, you hear, and then like some drums start going. Maypri, I don't know what this is, but we have to find out. And then music starts really loud. Bagpipe music, but not just one bagpiper. There are about 50 bagpipers all playing at once. And you can see down the street, there's a great big parade of pipers and drummers as they begin to go down the street. And everyone on the street is super excited. Yeah, I'm running towards the bagpipers. I'm running towards these beautiful, joyous sounds. Okay, I'll, I'll try to follow. Whoa, what does Maypree think of this? This is Maypree's first experience with 50 bagpipers. Never mind one bagpipe, which she's never encountered. 50? Okay, I mean, like, her heart is racing. She feels terrifi- terrified. It's loud. You can almost feel the vibrations in the ground, and it does not sound as... It's not what she expected. Not at all. Yeah, these are <laughs> instruments of war. So you run up. There are lots of people that you kind of start elbowing your way through the crowd so that you can get like front row and center. Maybe, I don't know. Are you knocking kids over to get to the front line there? I mean, I'm not purposefully knocking kids over, but if there's kids (laughs) in the way and they don't get out of my way... Mm. Okay, so you knock some kids over. (laughs) Not on purpose. (laughs) You hear, hear, hey, mom! And then like this woman like gives you this really dirty look. I wink at her. (laughs) She just pulls her kid and like moves off to the side a bit. Um, And and then you can see these pipers going by. There are uh, two uh, young people in the front and they hold a banner in front of them. And you see blazoned, like, in paint on this banner, Care Caladir Highland Games. Is Maypree near me right now? Um, I've kind of gently picked up the odd child who's fallen over mm. and made my way to you now. What, what, what is happening? I don't know, but I think this is the coolest thing we've Very seen in a loud. while. Are any of these your bagpipes? Can we take one? Does that work? You'll know when you see my bagpipes. You'll hear that their sound is just that little bit sweeter than the other one. So they just look a little bit 
puffier and shinier. What? <laughs> she said her bagpipes are poofier <laughs> and shinier. Says the kid you're holding. Oh, oh, thank you. I'll put the kid down and gently like usher them behind me. But I mean, while we're out here, Mapri, keep an eye out in case you do see any sh- shiny, poofy, magical sounding bagpipes. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Uh, but my, okay, Highland Games. It has the word games. What? Um, I'm going to turn to the person to my right. That's the little kid who is now like moved off to your side. Uh, hey, hey, kid, bef- before you go, can you tell me what the Highland Games are? The Highland Games? Yeah. That's what my daddy, he goes up to the, the square and he throws trees. I'm going to slowly look over at Keela. Yeah, I'm slowly looking over at Maypre. Did you hear that? Tree throwing, Maypre, you have to go throw some trees. Oh, heck yes. Where do I sign up? Kid, where do I sign up? I don't know. It's fine. You don't know anything. And I'll gently push them away. Hey! <laughs> Keela, let's go look for somebody official. Yes. Okay. So we're going to find more bagpipes and more trees. Let's go. Yep. So, well, um... I guess to find the bagpipe, you just follow them. Yeah, I do. I follow. I follow this troop of bagpipists, bagpipers. Okay, you, you, yeah, you, you, you follow the pipers and drummers, and it, it, you're taken throughout the entire town, because um, this parade goes through through them all, um, and you you wind your way until finally, about twenty minutes later, you make it to a square, and it's a great big square with a giant like field essentially it's like the the town green there are people all waited in there and there's some like marquees like tents and stuff like all kind of set up around and you see a whole bunch of people who are in kilts and other highland accrement they are you know stretching there's one person who's like doing some air squats Another person seems to be throwing a giant ball into the air. The ball looks like it's made out of metal. It, yeah, and you, you see a whole bunch of that with like all of these spectators surrounding the square. And there's people hanging off of balconies and people up on rooftops. And there's just a lot of jovialness. There is a beer tent off to the side that is very popular right now to, to, to get up there. You'd be waiting in line for a long time. <laughs> but there are, you know, inns and pubs that seem to have like a picnic table tile type seating out front with like some kegs out and that kind of stuff as well. Um, I would like to go with the people who are stretching and go do some stretches. <laughs> Okay, so you just show up and just start doing some stretches yep. with them. Okay, yeah, but they they just like give you a nod. Yep, and, and I I do the most impressive stretches that I know. Okay, well, give me some acrobatics for some impressive, impressive stretches. Let's see how impressive they are. I got a ten. I think that's pretty like 
they're not very impressed. I, yeah. I, 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 I think that's just like your standard stretch. Yeah, and maybe, you know, I'm feeling a little bit stiff. We've been on the road a lot. I haven't really had much time to dedicate to stretching and I'm feeling a little stiff and not as flexible as I usually am. And it makes me reflect a little bit on how I need to really work on that. Okay. Yeah. You need to incorporate that into your, your, you know, one of your, either your morning or your mm. nighttime routine for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maypri, what are you up to? Um, I'd like to approach the first person that Keela is stretching next to. Okay. Um, that is a, a woman. She is like about five, five, uh, but you know, she's pretty hefty. She, she looks like she probably weighs around 160, 165 and thereabouts. And, uh, she's, she's got like a barrel chest and some big barely arms and she has a bit of a belly and thick thighs. And, you know, she looks, she's wearing a kilt with, um, like a tunic over top and, uh, she's, mm, you know, she's just stretching and getting there. <laughs> okay. Um, excuse me. Yes, you very strong individual. Can I can you point me in the direction of where to register for this or do I just join the stretching group? Oh, you got to go over there. And she points over to the big marquee with the green flags. Okay, perfect. Thank you and I look forward to facing you on the field. Ah, oh, good luck. <laughs> Uh, and she goes back to doing windmills. Um, <laughs> I would like to, to turn to her because right now I have a little bit of hard eyes going between the muscularity and the accent and, uh, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're doing it. It's amazing. Um, and, and ask her, so I've never been to a Highland Games before. What, what events do you all have here while I'm doing some kind of, you know, some of those overarm stretches to hit the triceps and... Oh, well, first, we start with the uh, the sheath toss, and then it goes into shot put, and then we've got the caper toss, and the caper toss, that, that is the big draw. Oh, yeah. Is that the, is that logs? Is that the log? Log? Oh, part? yeah. Oh, that sounds so cool. I can't wait to see that. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. I plan on winning my, my. Division? I plan on winning my division this year. <laughs> well, I know I'll be rooting for you. And then uh, I'm going to go and unite with Maypri in the line. Okay, there isn't a line there. Um, most people have already signed up. But there is a table uh, set up and there is a gentleman seated behind it. They've got a stack of parchment and some quill and some ink. And they, they look up. Ah, we, do we have some latecomers? Yes, yes, but we're here. Where do we sign up? And I'll put my hands on the table. You know what? I don't think I'm going to be very good, but I'm going to do it anyways because I want to try throwing a log. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, you just got to sign up here. Uh, if you could also then uh, step over onto that platform so we can see which division you are competing in. All right. I'll walk over to the platform. Okay, um, it's like an old school scale and there's like counterweights and stuff on the other side. And uh, how much does May Pre weigh? I think when I originally made her, it was 180. Oh, okay. So you will be in the 
Heavy class. Excellent. And your name? Oh, it's Maypri. Maypri. And he writes that down <laughs> on a piece of paper. And what about you, lass? I, uh, I step up on the scale, and I'm 130 pounds. All right. You are in the... What's the, like, lower middleweight? Is there such a thing? I don't know. Featherweight is yeah. the super light one. I want to say maybe bantamweight. That's what I was thinking. Maybe bantam. You're in bantam. Oh, it's about, it's above 115 and up to 118. Whoa. Okay, hold on. Oh, no, you're not bantam. Okay, I'm going to look this up. I need to know now. <laughs> this exceeds my knowledge. I would be super featherweight. Ooh. 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 Or you'd be in the super featherweight. Super class. <laughs> so cool. All right, in your name. It's Keela. Keela. Spelt with an I. He kind of looks up <laughs> and then he just kind of randomly does some stuff on the paper. All right, got you there, Keela. <laughs> well, good luck. We'll call your names when it's time to go. Okay, thank you. Thank you. This is so cool. I mean, I wanted to hit things with my weapons, but also throwing logs. I never knew how badly we needed to do this. I know. I feel like this is this is your thing, and I'm probably going to be bad, but I'm really excited to, to try. I think you're stronger than you're giving yourself credit for. Oh, my pre, you're too kind. <laughs> I'm going to slide in here for both talking about reviews and a word from our sponsor. So our sponsor first, uh, well, we're going to talk to you about Roll20. If you haven't heard about Roll20, it is a virtual tabletop that you can use. Again, it's virtual, so over the internet, on your computer, and it supports hundreds of systems and rules. Uh, we play our Broadswords D&D game on it. I can make playlists, which I do all the time, just so that the broads get the vibe of what I'm trying to put out there. It might not be the music that I necessarily use in an episode, but it's just there to kind of give them that vibe and that atmosphere and, you know, it kind of heps them up. So I really, I love using Roll20 for that so much. It's like one of my favorite things. Um, we also play our Mass Effect Fate game that we do for Patreon on there, and and you know what? I even have uh, For the Queen on there, and I love it because then I can play it remotely. I don't have to, you know, everyone can see the cards. You know, we should do, we should do like an extra bonus episode for that. That'd be fun. We should do that. Anywho, um, you can get a free account. Um, Roll20 is free for anyone. And you can go to, because we've got a shiny new thing, uh, you can go to roll20.net forward slash start forward slash broad squad and sign up and uh yeah start playing finding games all over the world and now that brings us to reviews we have one new review this week and that is from news mac tech fun dramatic roleplay is the title i finally found the live pipe good thing i can talk 
I finally found the live play podcast I've been looking for. After sampling through a bunch of live play shows, I've come to the realization that I have a low tolerance for too much out of character goofing around, understanding that too much is totally subjective. This show hits the perfect balance for me. The story is engaging, the characters rich, the role playing fun, and over the top in all the right places. Only a few episodes in, but it's a blast. Well, thank you. Um, we do... We do try to keep it on track, mainly because we're in different time zones from each other and someone's always hungry at some point, so dinner must be had. So so we're always very quick. Thank you very much. So yeah, please leave a review on iTunes. I know not everyone uses iTunes, but if you can, that would be great because iTunes is still a huge factor in ratings and how people get well heard and talked about so if you can do that we would love it and then we can read those reviews on air let's get back to it you see a woman walking around with a clipboard all right we need the the featherweights over here please how about the super featherweights? Oh, those come after the featherweights. You got oh. the weight left. Featherweights. And then you see a bunch of small people uh, who walk up to where this woman is. And there's like this little kid who's like waving a pink flag. It's not like pink pink. It's like a, like a berry stained pink. Mm, like a rose. Yeah, a rose. And uh, they're waving that. And that apparently seems to be the featherweight color. And all the featherweights go off to follow this woman and this kid with the flag. And uh, then left milling around are uh, super super featherweights and some middleweights and heavyweights. They're all, you know, wait around milling about. Um, shooting the shit. There's other people who are, like I said before, they're doing their stretches. There's other people who are, like, doing some warm-ups with logs and stuff. Um, you know, doing their thing. I kind of want to, you know, mock what the other people are doing because I don't really know what I'm doing. So if they mm-hmm. start to pick some stuff up, I'll also try picking some stuff up. And if they stretch, I'll also stretch. Okay, yeah. What may pre? I'm doing a lot of push-ups. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yep, push-ups. That works. <laughs> okay, um, and then th- th- this goes on for a little bit because those, those featherweights have to compete. And they, they go through... Um, well, it's the sheath toss. Um, are you watching them do the sheath toss at all? What is that again? Well, I will explain to you what it is if you watch them do it. If you do not watch them do it, I will not tell you. I have to know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to watch them because I need to know what I'm getting into here. (laughs) Right. Um, That makes sense. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't. But, you know, uh, you got to present the option. Uh, So (laughs) essentially what the sheath toff is, is there is like a 20 pound, well, but I think what we're going to do here um, is because this is featherweights, it's going to be the 10 pound uh, sheath of like straw that is in a burlap sack. 
And then people then take a pitchfork, pick up the burlap sack with it, and then heave it over a pole, a horizontal pole. This is Kind of like the pole jump. Huh. Only they're heaving sheets of straw. Okay. Over it. And uh, this is a process that occurs and like, you know, the, the pole gets higher and higher and higher until no one can do it anymore. This is great. <laughs> not what I expected. <laughs> so some people say it's not part of the Highland Games, though it's often found in Highland Games today. Um, some people, I did my research, some people say that it is in fact part of country fair games. However, it's a very popular event, so many Highland Games incorporate it. Solid. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. I also think, uh, for the record, that Keela wanted to watch it because when she heard sheath toss, she thought it was something much dirtier. What? (sighs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Now we are all picturing something horrible. (laughs) This is not a PG-13 show. Never was. Never was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, so um, that that occurs, and that goes on for a while. Um, let's say that takes about uh, an hour to do to do all of that because uh, this is a very popular weight class. A lot of young people, you know, they 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 get really into it. Uh, and so that goes on, and then as that is wrapping up, that same woman shows up with her clipboard. And the same kid is there, only this time they have a pale green banner and they're waving it around at everyone. And the woman says, all right, we'll have the super featherweights. That's me. Okay, yeah, you in a group of like 20 people. Oh, wow, Um, there's a lot of us. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of you. I'm getting nervous Uh, at this amount of competition. mm Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a capital city. So, like, you're, this is a big event. Uh, So there's about 20 of you, and you all follow her to the field. She begins to call out names that are in the order. Keela, you are second last. Okay. So there's quite a few people who are going ahead. Maypri, what are you doing now that you're waiting with all of the middleweights and the heavyweights? Um, I made a friend with somebody who had a beer, and we're just sharing a beer and chatting and hanging out. Okay, yeah. Oh, who do you think is going to win this time? Um, I have a friend, if you look right over there, she's like one of the shorter ones, blonde hair, um, touching her toes for no good reason. <laughs> oh, and she's got an arm up. Yeah, really good stretcher. Really, really, really um, strong person. Oh, I've never seen her before. That's Betty over there. Hmm. Hmm. What qualities does Betty have? Oh, she's got the arms of a warrior. Okay, okay. Maybe Betty will come in second. Hmm. Bet on that? Yeah. Tap, like, my self for, like, some coins I might have. Uh, I've got three silver. Three silver it is, lass. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should get Mo a beer. Yeah, I'll hold our I place in line. Totally changed my accent. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and off you go. Uh, uh, or your new friend uh, goes to get some more beer. Hila, your finger, your ring finger, begins to tingle. I'm going to kind of put my other hand on the ring and give it just a little a little twist to see what happens. Everything around you goes silent. There is nothing. There is nothing. Nothing save for the sound of your own breathing in your ears. You are floating in blackness, a void. Except there are balls of light spread out around you sporadically. It's like you're in a th- like a 3D plane, so there's balls above you, and far away in front of you, slightly below you, behind you. Uh, Maypri? Yularis? Yularis Jr.? I'm definitely feeling really uncomfortable, um, and I'm going to put my hand back on my ring and try and give it another twist to go back. You twist it. Instead of going back, you start to be pulled towards a distant ball of light. At first, I resist the pull because I don't know where this is taking me. I don't know where it's going, but I get a little bit of realization that I don't know what else to do. And maybe this will take me back to where Maypri is and back to Care Caladir. So I let the pull take me. Okay, the pull takes you. And the ball gets bigger and bigger as you approach it until it's about beach ball sized. And as soon as you touch it, it's like a... You are sucked in. Tell me about the first time Kila met Ruo. So the first time that Kila met Rula, Kila was uh, about 18. And he was a traveling bard who came to her... Her people's, I I guess the best word for it is like a hamlet. Like it was a very Mm -hmm. small gather, an area where elves lived. Uh, There was probably only about, you know, less than a hundred elves who lived there, a combination of uh, high elves and wood elves. And he was a traveling bard and he was one of the first outsiders that she had ever seen. uh, The first human that she had ever seen. And he came in with this beautiful music, these beautiful bagpipes. It was unlike anything she'd heard in her life, and she was just absolutely enchanted from the moment he started playing. Okay, so I think where we suddenly are is once you are sucked in, you find yourself standing in your hamlet square, and next to the old stone well is Rula, and he has finished, you know, a few moments ago, he finished playing his music. 
um, some people gave him some coins. And at this point, uh, he was kind of like cleaning up um, and, you know, getting ready to, to go on his way. So the crowd is kind of starting to disperse and I just see him putting his things in his bags and I'm, I'm nervous when I approach him, you know, I haven't really talked to many people outside of this little hamlet that I've grown up in. Um, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, um, Sir Bard, your music was, was really, really beautiful. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of at a loss what to say because I really want to talk to him so badly and I'm just so nervous and don't really know what to say. Um, so you feel those past emotions on you, but it's almost like they're superimposed on you because you are Keela of today who is now suddenly in this memory of long ago. And I know because of that, Keela of the past wants to, wants to just talk to him and wants to maybe ask him if he wants to grab a drink at the tiny little pub in town and tell her some stories. But Keela of the present just wants to, give him a hug and tell him to I don't know tell him just to take care of himself and to not stir up so much damn trouble and do you? no I ask him for a drink he smiles never turn none down from a pretty girl like you can you tell me a little bit about what you've seen on the road? <laughs> oh, I've got stories you wouldn't believe. Come on, let's get that drink. Maypri. You are with your new friend. You are in line uh, for beer. Uh, and the super featherweight is happening. You don't, however, see Keela. Hmm. I'll turn to my friend. Well, um, you know, I, I might be out three silver. Oh, what? She loose already. I can't seem to find her. They've they've gone through most of the people, and I don't see her at all. You know, she's probably off taking something from somebody or harassing people or sneaking away. <sighs> I was looking forward to this. Mm. She sounds disreputable. What? No, 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 no. She's great. I don't know. Disreputable. <laughs> That's a silly word. Um, I think I'm just going to go for a little bit. I'm going to go see if I can find her. Uh, I've got time between our match because I'm going to still win. You know what? Three gold, three silver, three silver. If I win, I get that three silver back. If you win, you I don't have more money to give you. <laughs> How about you get me a beer? 
deal with my lack of money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, But I would like to wander over to, I guess, if there's like a waiting room for all the um, super featherweights. Um, I just want to skulk around, see if I can find areas where I think Kila would have gone. Yeah, so it's not a room. It's just like an area on the field um, where that kid is waving his his banner. Um, and yeah, you see like 19 <laughs> competitors. Well, that's no good. Huh. I mean, I, I guess I'm just going to have to keep wandering around looking for Kila. It's no good when we get lost. She has to watch my match, too. She needs to bet some gold. I need money. I love the value of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Kila and Rula. It is late into the night. And the two of you are seated in the the, the little pub in a corner. Uh Rula has gone up and played songs in between times he's talked to you. Um, but he's also talked to many other people in in your hamlet, just simply because, well, he's new in town and you don't get that many visitors, let alone bards in town. So this place is hopping. It is very full. And you don't necessarily get all of the one-on-one time that you wanted. But at this point, it's later at night. Many people have gone home, uh, and there you know, are a few people who have fallen asleep in their cups. And there are others who are you know, just still cavorting, mainly because, again, this was an event, so people are making it out to be an exciting night out on the town, in your little one-pub town. <laughs> and <laughs> you two are talking something kind of shimmers. There's a shimmer in the air and suddenly Rula isn't that young, carefree Rula that you met, but an older Rula. Um, There's a little bit of white at his temples. Um, This is the Rula you knew um, before his end. And suddenly, everyone in the inn disappear. And you are seated at a table, a smaller table, in a smaller room. And this was a room that you know well, because it is the room that you and Rula took whenever you were in Daggerfall, uh, whenever you passed through there in your travels. And he is lazily sitting in his chair. He has one leg hooked up over the arm, and he's got a glass of wine in one hand, and in the other he's twirling a, a flute. Did I ever tell you of the time? My family was blessed by Bahamut. You did, but I really like that story, and I wouldn't complain if you told me again. Well, my great-grandfather was a bard just like me, and he, he could sing. 
What's that like? <laughs> he had the type of voice that could move nations. And it was Bahamut who heard him. Bahamut, well, Bahamut loves song. So he blessed, blessed his bagpipe. And that's the bagpipes I've got now. Can you feel the blessing when you play them? I've never played them. Well, why not? Because they're only to be played in war. <laughs> well, I'm not the war type. I'm more of a lover. Yeah, me too. Come here. And I do. And this begins to fade around you. And you feel a warm tingle on your wing. And you feel that pull again. Only this time you're being pulled backward. As I am, I I have my hands kind of holding out in front of me, holding on to whatever part of him I can hold on to, just so I can kind of get that last second before I let go and go backwards with the pull. And you're pulled up into the air, and you feel something kind of go on your back, and you're pulled... And suddenly you see that that beach ball and it's right in front of you. And you're being pulled backward and backward and backward. Until finally... Thump. You're on your butt. On some grass. In a field. And there's a whole bunch of people screaming. And there's Maypre. With a giant log. In her arms. And Maypree, give me an athletics check. <laughs> All right. Gotta win back your three silver. 16. Okay. And let me roll for your friend here. Oh, 12. So what does this, this uh, caper toss look like? All right, well, she definitely has her legs kind of, like, spread out for, like, really good grounding and then lifts that up. And then with all of her might, heaves it forward, and it just goes flying. The whole room, like, the whole area, the crowds are cheering. Mipri is roaring with the crowd, and it just, it flies. I think the, the bagpipers and the drummers, they start up um, to salute you in this, <laughs> this great caber toss. And then suddenly, as you're roaring in delight, uh, you feel a great big hand pat you on the shoulder. And he's like, ah, guess I owe you these. Thank you. And I think I can still buy us a round of beer. <laughs> I knew I liked you. Saturday, February 15th, and 
I guess we will find out what Hilarious Jr. now looks like in her her little armor. And maybe, maybe we'll finally get them back on a boat? Maybe? We'll see. Bye. Modifier is an interview show hosted by Megan Dornbrock all about why and how people change games. From the hobbyist to the professional, from house rules to publication, we all have in mind a better way to play. What's yours? I want to run up to Maypri to give her a big high five. Oh, Kila! Uh, thank you. That We're... was awesome. You're... Did you win some gold? Um... No, I think I went back in time. Let's go get a drink. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that was heavy and fun. Yeah, I was not <laughs> expecting that episode. I was expecting just fun. So I'm like here drinking wine, feeling a little silly. And then it's like, oh, heavy moment. Oh, <laughs> pull your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> Theme music by Victoria Rogers. Cottages by Kevin MacLeod of incomtech.filmmusic.io. Cosmos by Caleb Etheridge on Soundstripe. Sound effects from Soundstripe and Bagpipes by Dave and Kamas from freesound.org. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.